Cheer This On, Season 6, Episode 48, where we watched We're Here, Season 2, Episode 1, and we're going to mourn a beard today. I'm Chris Lorenz. I cannot twerk, but that doesn't mean I haven't tried every single day. This is Brian. There's a reference to the show we watched this week, and if you're first, this is your first time joining us, we watch a different reality show each week, just like I said, in minute detail, figuring out if it's good or bad. And last week, we watched Top Chef quest for an iron legend and we had a poll on twitter at who put this on and we forget trying to figure out what you guys thought about the show and we got a middle third show vote from the audience so there you go if you want to tell us what you thought about this show you can follow us on twitter at who put this on and you can vote there brian what is this show this week we watched we're here bob the dry queen yuriko o'hara and shangala laquifa wadley show small communities the human side of drag in this six-part series you can find that show on HBO Max. Yeah, so it's kind of an it's kind of like a queer eye ish vibe going, but different. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it is the queer guy formula. Like they're coming into like communities and like helping like folks in these communities like gain confidence or like figure out themselves. Yeah, I mean it's like somebody comes in and helps your life, right? Like that's the show, but there's not like. You know, there's not the grooming guy and like, you know, the cooking guy, uh, the space it, guy. It's like, it's just like, it's one guy, one person, you know? Yeah, th- there's a way more focus and it's a focus on the whole person versus like, fo- versus becoming your person, if that makes any sense. Like, nope. you have like a, you have a big unlock where, where it's like, oh yeah, this is me. I'm accepting of myself versus like, Okay, I have these things that I want to improve about myself. I want to like get a little cooking, learn a little dancing, etc. Uh, I think it's more like the queer eye show is much more of like a well-rounded. We're gonna like look at all parts of your life, and this is yeah. like okay, what's wrong with your like queerness or like what are we doing this? They're all at the end of the day, so they got they're all gonna do a drag show. So all like this whole thing is prepping them to do a drag show. So that's the show is three people come in. uh, Each one of them pairs off with another person and then they prepare them for this drag show. Now, these people are picked for various reasons, which we'll get into, which I think this episode probably has most of the archetypes unclear, though. I'm sure there's probably some other ones in other episodes, but it's very much like like a documentary. It's, you know. The producers are coming in and making this drag show happen. But the way the show feels, it feels much more like a documentary. Like, you feel these are real people. You feel that they're going through these things. And you feel like their pain as they're trying to get to these, through these things. And some of them, you know, obviously have more pain than others. But, or like struggles might be the better word. Um, so yeah, yeah. Everyone has their own story on there. And it is heartwarming a bit to just listen to it and see them grow. Yeah, so let's get into it. Let's do it. All right. Let's, let's go person by person, which will introduce us to the drag person that they're with. Then we'll do the show at the end. Okay. Sure, why not? I don't care. Yeah. Uh, so they go to Spartanburg, South Carolina. So as we all know, the South is really nice to gay people, and especially trans people. Yeah, I found it like really weird that they... The, the subtle shade at the beginning of the show, like there was like, oh yeah, it's like so 
friendly and like hospitable. And th- it is there to an extent, but not to folks yeah. in this community. Usually. Yeah. yeah, they didn't have like a weird tone with being in the South. Like they towed this line of like, oh, it's fine in the South, but it's not fine in the South. And we're like, we all know it's not fine. Like, you realize the struggles they go through are way like way harder in Spartanburg, South Carolina than like San Francisco or you know Seattle or LA. Like you want to be drag in Seattle, like no one even is gonna look at you. Yeah, it, yeah, they're talking about like growing up around the Bible Belt, so there's a lot of judgment going on. Oh, hundred percent. So our first person is Noah. He uh, so. <laughs> Noah's not on the show, but Noah is on the show. Not 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 the person that's usual on the podcast. But uh so we see him first as dressed like a like a regular male. And we have David Hugard, or in the show he's also Eureka O'Hara. He's a drag queen from uh obviously RuPaul's drag race. All three of these people come from RuPaul's drag race. Uh so He's coming in, so his job is to come in and prepare Noah for this drag show they're trying to put on. And he comes in, and you can really tell that Noah is like, he's dressed as a man. He says that he is like a man, but he doesn't seem like that's himself. Yeah, he he said he identified as male, but confused male. And that like leads up to his eventual, like, full realization of himself later. Yeah, when, well, first we but, see them go to this thrift store and yeah. he puts on a dress and he looks really uncomfortable. Like this is definitely where I feel like this guy's going through some some struggles right now. And the show is trying to help him through the struggle, but like I don't, I don't know, he needed some time and some Anyway, guess what happened? He had lots of time. So cuz the show was shut down for COVID. Yes, we're still doing COVID shows. And so then they came back. And when they came back, Noah was a non-binary. And uh, along with also the the guy's also non-binary. Um, David or Eureka is mm-hmm. also non-binary. So the kind of two peas in a pod there. Um, so COVID, you know was bad but also seemed to help this guy out. I think this show might have like like baby stepped him forward into like, oh maybe, you know, there's more wrong. But what do I know? You know, you actually have a good point. The one thing I was thinking about during this entire thing was they crammed three people into the episode and with Queer Eye you got to see them like grow a little bit, like throughout it, like overcome like different challenges about themselves. Whereas this like I expect Wanted more of that growth, but it ends up being that whole draw draw the owl problem where, like, it, it tells you, like, okay, like, draw a circle and then draw the rest of the owl. It just, like, go jumps to the end. And I, this one was, like, it makes a lot more sense because they're not they, – they have so much time to develop over COVID that – like we actually see like the end product versus we, like where they had like fast forward later and it's yes. like oh yeah we see that in queer eye. It is definitely I I see what you're saying. You're saying that like this episode with COVID really saw a giant jump from these people as yeah. we're going to get into. But like a normal episode is not going to have this jump. 
No, you're gonna see that so, at like the end of the episode with like a five minute thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the one thing to know about this COVID thing is that this episode was supposed to be season one, episode six, uh, but instead they did like a Zoom thing for season one, episode six, where they just went over their, you know, how they became drag queens or something. Uh, so like this, there's like a lot of seeming emotions with the hosts about getting back together and being back here and finishing this episode that comes through. Like it, it feels they do it. I, you know, it feels like we're watching what's actually happening here. Yeah. But also counterpoint, like we saw them like reunite after like more than a year of being apart, completely separated. Like this is a tight knit community and they have their moment and then just go off and like, fuck off with like the people that they're trying to improve like you don't really see them like interact too much together until the show yeah i know uh i'm not saying that the three of them did i just felt oh. like the show in general i like they made it a big point of coming back yeah i don't know i you know i don't know when the show aired but i think there was a big heavy a lot of that after like right after covid ended and they got some productions going and like Sorry, I think we're producing again. Anyway, um, so he comes back as non-binary, and like his journey's essentially ended. Like he doesn't need much help to go on this drag show. Like they kind of just like, you know, he they bring out these really high-heeled boots, and he's like, "These are perfect," and he puts them on and does like a like a high kick, and you're like, "All right, he's ready," you know. Then there's some shots of them, you know, making the choreography and get ready. But, like, that's, like, all Noah's journey was kind of not in the show. Yeah. I, I didn't think, like, any of their journeys were in the show. Because, like, you, you didn't see the journey and then, like, it fast-forwarded to 2021. Well, we can get into it. We'll just talk yeah. about Noah yeah, okay. now. Uh, uh, also, Noah and Nadia, his best friend or something, do a podcast. And we could not find it. That's where we need the audience here to tell us. What this podcast was, we want to know. We want to know. Yeah, that, that would actually be cool. Like, it, like just like this show opened up my eyes to a lot of the community, then that could also open my eyes like in other ways. Maybe we should have a challenge to our buddy Noah see if he can find the podcast. <sighs> internet he's, corner. He's really Where good at you? the internet corner. We've been missing the internet corner for sure. Yep. Uh, so. Uh, do you want to talk about the his performance, or should we do the performances at the end? Let's do the performance at the end. All right. So let's talk about Faith. So we show up at Faith, and I assume he was born male and is now a woman. Like, that she the whole way, she looks like a girl. Like, 100%. Uh, and then we've got her. Uh, what was her drag queen? Shang, Shangela, Shangela, Shangela Laquifa Wadley uh, was her drag queen. Actually, Shangela, Shangela. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Made me look like an idiot. Shangela, you're right. It was Shangela. Are you sure it was Shangela? Yeah. No, you're wrong. It's not Shangela. It was Bob. Was it? Oh, it was Bob? Oh. It was Bob. Sorry, everyone. Oh. It's Bob. I wrote even wrote down Bob. Damn it. The, like, <laughs> I definitely. I fixed that later, yeah. Yeah, it's Bob. Sorry, we'll talk about Chandra later. Yeah. Uh, Bob is the drag queen. Uh, she's with, he, uh, you know, they're both black. 
they're both, you know, you know, trans, I guess, at this point, or whatever you want to call it. That's really probably well, not the most sensitive thing to be saying in this podcast. No, like we also like just got introduced to these characters. Like Yeah. So uh they're like, you know, uh she's a tattoo artist. Um, she had a pretty nice face tattoo and a bunch of tattoos, and they made some sort of thing like Bob was gonna get a tattoo, but then he didn't get the tattoo. It was really weird. Yeah, they showed like a hint of it, but like I don't think he got a tattoo. Yeah, uh, it was like we didn't really get into like what her struggles were gonna be on this thing, like at all. Like I. She just seemed like, okay, well, let's get some choreography, let's get some makeup in, and I didn't see a lot of hesitation from her. Not really, but, like, there was still, like, the confidence piece, like, there, because they mentioned that, like, being, like, a black tattoo artist was, like, she was the only black tattoo artist there, and this is also, like, a, an area that's mostly white male dominated, yeah, so it's a very I, difficult thing to enter. Yeah, I mean, it's a South. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, sure. Like, I think a drag show would give you a lot of confidence, for sure, 100%. Like, this show at the end, 100% you get some confidence out of that. No no doubt. So, uh, but there's not, like, spent a lot of time with her. And I still, I don't really understand. I don't know who she is, what, like, what her struggles on a day-to-day basis are. Like, we find out after COVID mm-hmm. that she has a girlfriend, Shaniqua, and, you know, we sit around this table and talk to, like, some people about how the South sucks, essentially. And, like, that's it. Yeah. Again, that was also, like, just this paint the whole owl. It jumped jumped really far and gave, like, nothing. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. Uh, as Bob, you know, Bob's not a great name for, for what I could tell. As... A drag queen? Not impressed. I mean, it's still powerful. It's like, okay, sim- simplicity is king sometimes, or queen. <laughs> That's fair. Um, uh, he, let me see what his real name is. His real name is Caldwell Tidicue, which is interesting. It's an interesting name. Uh, yeah, that's all we really have to say about her. Then we got Olin. So this is kind of a weird thing for me. I don't really understand this full thing. And I think, you know, I think your weird analogy I might be getting, but finally getting. <laughs> so we got Olin. He's a straight guy. He's a father and a husband. And he's like, his brother is a drag queen called Patio Furniture. Now that's a name. <laughs> that is better than Bob. <laughs> Uh, so he is doing this to like get to be closer to his brother, and and like that's a nice thing, right? Right? Like I think that that you know it's a nice gesture. I think it will be get them to be closer, and uh, that that's great. Uh, so with Olin, we got Shangela, yeah, as it, we already said, um. Yeah, I think that, like, this was also interesting because you – who was the um, the more serious, like, person on Queer Eye? Cameron? Cameron? Yeah. Cameron. Yeah, like, 
I imagine like a combo between like uh uh Olin and Pat, aka Patio Furniture, just be like, oh, like I was a little offended because Olin felt really bad that he was the first one, he was the last one to know about Pat, his brother. Yeah, but and he thought that, that, he they, was, that he was gay. Yeah, and now it's just like this is a chance to rebuild that because of course that's that kind of stinks to feel like you thought you were close and then no, he was afraid to tell your, your own brother was afraid to tell you uh, something important. Yeah. I mean, the, his whole segment has been like, yeah, I'm not comfortable doing this drag thing, but I'm trying to get closer to my brother. You good with these heels? Uh, no, I'm not comfortable with these heels. <laughs> like that's like this whole thing. Like every scene of him is like, just like how he's uncomfortable with the situation. And like, he's just doing it. Like, I don't even see Shangela like, coming in and giving him any, like, prep advice. She's just, like, there. Yep. And that was, like, I really want to see some of that coaching because it's something that, like, just, everybody like, what is the show? What is the show if there you don't see the coaching? Right. But, I mean, it's still, you're inheriting from, like, RuPaul's Drag Race. So, like, you're going to get the celebration of the, like, celebration of just becoming yourself and expressing yourself. Yeah. Uh, also, everyone now, we're going to take a moment of silence for the beard of Olin's beard because it was glorious and he they just shaved it off and he wasn't even sad about it. So now I got to be sad for his beard because he wasn't sad for his own beard. So. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for the moment of silence there. Yeah, that was... The, the, I guess like for after a year, like you kind of realize, eh, I, I can grow it back, or he got comfortable with it. I don't know. I mean, it was kind of long, but it wasn't like long, you know. No, but it was solid. It like, was a solid beard. Like Brian was totally jealous of this beard. He I could was. not grow this beard. Yeah, I cried a little bit. I could grow this beard. Don't but, rub it in. <laughs> to that matter, it'd probably only take me like six months probably to grow that beard. So he could probably do it. Who knows? I don't know. Just sad. It was just sad. Uh, but that's kind of where we get. We get like, it's just so weird because Noah had like such a long way to go to get to where he needed to be to be a drag queen at the show. And then he just gets there without us seeing it. And then the other two, like they have like nowhere to go. Like I don't understand what like you know olin like they didn't do anything for olin to get him on the show like i didn't really understand what i just didn't get it and he had he just like they just needed to dress him up and give him a choreography and give him confidence that he can go out there and do it and you know that's his segment and then like faith it's like it's like i'm black and i'm in the south and like how do i deal with being trans in the community and stuff like that and then she goes out and does a show and like, this is all fine. in like a documentary, it's just like, I don't know. I just, I wonder something's if something's off about the show to me. I wonder if part of it is also that this is a continuation of season one, episode six, and they filmed it kind of like you, we know that you've watched this, not like rolling in. No, 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 fresh no, no, no. Season one. This was supposed to be season one, episode six. It was not. They didn't show oh, any Oh, okay. They I just see. rolled that footage into season two. I see. Like, so that, all that footage pre-COVID was filmed for season one, and then all the films post-COVID for season two. 
I see. I thought they did like a small part of something and like no, continued no, 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 it. No, no. Okay. They just they audible to a different. They have, they didn't make six episodes. They audible to some other Zoom thing. You know. Yep. There's Zoom things. Everyone loves those. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the best part of the show, which was the performance. Let's do it. Uh, Absolutely. So the first kind of performance was really Eureka O'Hara. He did. He came out. He was the MC. And he came out and did like some crazy performance with like what he considered his drag family, and wasn't well, like introed at all. They he, they just like kind of just did a show. Yeah, it's the intro. Uh, they were all part of their original drag queen family, so it's just br- bring them back the OG crew. I, I'm sure. I don't know. I they. Again, didn't really set it up very well. They did a great show. I thought, like, him up there with the three of them, I think, was really entertaining. At least in my eyes. Yeah, it was good. I uh, thought they, all the shows were good. Oh, well, we're getting yeah. to them, Brian. Yeah, no, I know. We're, we're getting to them. Uh, so then we got, uh, we'll just go over Noah's because we talk about Noah first. So let's talk about Noah's show. Yeah. Noah did, like, um, <laughs> what they said at the in the in this episode was like they were trying to go with like a an LGBTQ like sexy vibe like because he's non-binary and usually non-binary is like shies away from sexy time like like being sexy usually is what they said so it was like him in a bikini and then they lifted off the bikini at some point and he's wearing pasties but he's got he doesn't have any boobs there he's just you know he's a flat chested white non-binary but, person but had the tassels and crushing it <laughs> yeah he had the tassels now uh eureka though he had the boobies sure because <laughs> <laughs> they both wore the same kind of outfit and kind of did the show together that's also a thing that happens is that your drag partner does the show with you mm-hmm. it takes some of the pressure off you and helps you do a good show because uh, there's two of you out there he, he was in this black thing. It was really good. I thought it was entertaining, too. I thought they did a great trade. Good job. Yeah, I definitely like... I, I agree on the pair situation. It also just... Given that it's a lot of their first times, like, it's just good to give confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this, as we talked about, this whole thing's about confidence. Yeah. So it's all about being confident enough to come out. It's all confident enough to wear, you know, the fanciest dress and wear fancy makeup and, like... Try to be more yourself. And I, I think they do a good job of doing that in this part of the show. Um, then after that, we've got Faith. Faith comes out and she like blossoms into some sort of like, I don't know, what, are the, what does she blossom into? Some sort of tiger outfit. <laughs> like she gets yeah. watered. She's in this thing and loses the dress and becomes like this sexy tiger. Yeah, she was she was planted, and now she's grown, fully grown and blossomed <laughs> into a sexy tiger. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I thought the show was good. Uh, Bob did it. I think Bob might have been the weakest, like partner in terms of the drag presence, or Faith just really did it like a bang up job here. I don't know. I mean, probably a mix of both. Like, hey, don't need to be the limelight. Just focus on Faith. Yeah. Uh, she did a great job. And then we got Olin. Uh, he comes out and 
I don't know how to describe this performance at all. It was a... There was an effort, because it was like... Olin was there, like, spiritually, but he was all he didn't have the dance moves memorized, so he was just, like, looking over all the time, like, <laughs> trying to see it at the sure, same time. He, he definitely was <laughs> one of the poorest. He was a poor performer. Yeah, which... I get it. It's all tough. It's... I think that that would have made more sense to put effort towards than shaving the beard, to be honest. You can't have the beard when you're a drag queen, bro. I know, but at the same time, like, it just memorizing the dance and, like, being there, like, and, like, really putting (laughs) your full effort into it would have been amazing. The fact that he dressed up as a woman and got out there, that's like, you, you, like, that was, that I, that takes so much effort. Like, yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. Don't that. don't critique him too much about yeah. Dancers. He has he's got to be hella nervous. Like, yeah, he's looking over like as this, the, I, I forgot everything. As the straight guy, like this isn't for him to come out. This no. is for him. This isn't for him to be himself. This is him being uncomfortable and like feeling what it's like to be his brother. Like that's not like a that's not like a thing. It's like a different connotation to this whole thing. Yeah. I guess that's also where it feels a little crappy because the whole development was supposed to be like, yeah, like be a little like more confident about this, like less afraid of um, what people are thinking. And obviously, like, yeah, like you're still going to be nervous, but you don't know like what he's worked on for that time period. I don't know. I don't think that the show did a great job of doing that. And the show could have. So yeah, that, that's not on me. Also, patio furniture came out. Just so yeah. you know, it was patio furniture, uh, Shangela, and Olin all out there. It's pretty good. I thought it was entertaining. The one thing I have to say about these watching these performances is there's a lot of cheering, a lot of clapping. You can hear it, but then there's also just a lot of reaction shots and not a lot of showing the performances. Which seemed weird to me. Like, I know, obviously, they're not going to have the best performances. But I, you know, it seemed a, a little too much for me. Personally. I was like, I want to see the performance. I can cheer and shout. I don't need to see the other people. But the cheer against seeing the other people, like, fill in loops of people you've seen throughout the episode to see them cheer and, like, have their dad or whatever... Other people we talked to there, I get it, but I think I I was thinking as you brought that up, I I like it a little bit only because it shows that like there is a good community and there's nothing to fear. Whereas like just watching the performance, you'd probably just turn on like RuPaul's Drag Race and see like awesome performances. But this is going to be like about your com- your home, your community, like the people around you. Showing the crowd, they could have toned it down maybe, but showing the crowd be enthusiastically supportive is heartwarming, especially after some of the stuff they already talked about, like during their struggles growing up. Yeah. Uh, so after the performances, the show's essentially over, right? Yeah. So there's like a little talk about the performance afterwards, but there's no like. There isn't a whole lot of like, what have we learned? Are we were we ourselves again? No, not a lot of that. Um, but then there's like this inside this episode on HBO, 
where they kind of go over what the like their thought process was and for like the presentations that they made like there was like a working girl kind of like 80s motif for faiths and then like whatever the sexy part we already went over the sexy part for noah and i forget what the one was for owen doesn't matter you can watch it uh if you want and then there was like who made the dresses and their hair and stuff i thought that was kind of interesting like kind of like showed their passion for like that side of drag you know it's not even just drag but like fashion in general or like appearances it's there's a lot to learn yeah i mean there's a lot of stuff in drag there yeah for sure uh yeah and that's the whole episode uh you have any minutia you want to get into before we move on to questions so when they introduced the time warp to 2021, uh, there was a great moment when Eureka knocked on Noah's door. I was like, I don't want anything. And it just reminded me when you say, I don't want any cookies. <laughs> it's true. You used to answer the door a lot like that. I haven't done that in a while, actually. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely a Chris special for sure. Uh, I think we're going to skip who's the worst because... Um, COVID. Done. <laughs> because of COVID. COVID is the worst. Got it. You know? Uh, so that's what we're going to do with that. Do you think the host, is this apex for these hosts or not? These three yeah, drag queens? I think so. Like, m- making something that's going to be enthusiastic or, like, supportive of the entire community and, like, spawned off of RuPaul's Drag Race, owning that, it's got to be your apex. Yeah, I mean, you got three seasons on it. Well, you got renewed for a third season on HBO. So, like, nice. the show's still going. And, you know, those signs are slowing down, clearly, because you've, you've season two's out. You're doing season three. I would probably consider it Apex, even though a lot less people are probably going to see this show than see them in RuPaul. But, like, that's RuPaul's show. You know, that's not their show. Uh, what do you think is, uh, would this show be better as a Quibi? Um, I think if you focused on one person, maybe, and their growth, but it, this still had a lot to it. There, each person basically got like 20 minutes. Yeah, I don't, I I don't think so. I think there's, you really got to get into the person. You really got to let them feel it out. Then you got to have the performance. Like, yeah, it'd be tough to do any minutes. It's possible, but I don't think it'd be a better show. Uh, what do you love about this show? Simply put, that it inspires me to get confidence. Like, it's inspiring to a lot of people. Brian, you sexy. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Coming from such a sexy person as yourself, yeah. it means a lot. Uh, yeah, I I agree with you. I think the tone and message of the show is top-notch. I think that, that like, you know, it definitely wavers in some serious topics, but then also wavers into, like, pulling you out of those serious topics in a helpful way. Yeah. And, you know, I think other episodes are probably better at it than this one. But I think that the goal and message and how it's made is is really good. Um, what about some drinking rules, Brian? Ooh. So they've had these, like, awesome messages between some segments. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Drink when those pop up. Oh, that's good. There were some good ones. Like, give me my body. You will be in pain. 
for every performance that starts, cheers them. You know, give them your confidence. Take a drink. Uh, every time you see a dress, take a drink. Every time you see a dress. Every time you see, like, I don't know if it Ooh. should be every dress. What about every outfit change? Whose outfit change? Everybody's. Like, uh, okay. I've seen, like, five Game or six o- outfits from Eureka. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> you dead. <laughs> I think you should drink every time, like, somebody overcomes something. Like, they put on a dress at the thrift store. They're, yeah. like... Get over the fact that, you know, they're in South Carolina <laughs> and they're not accepted or something. Like, you got you to gotta drink with them. All right. I got one. Drink every time you think you can pull off one of the outfits somebody's wearing. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm sure. Uh, I just don't know of a good one for, like, while the actual documentary is on. I mean, you have your classic sob story. Um, uh, I think every every time, like... You know, one of the friends or, like, not the main person gets interviewed about, like, the situation or gets introduced, take a drink. I think there's going to be enough of those where you're going to be happy, but not, like, too happy. Like, the dress changes. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you don't like that rule. uh, You tweet at me. Oh, one of the interstitials I wrote down was, that's a slutty booty. Oh, yeah. I was like, I knew I wrote one of them down. Uh, Who's going to hook up next, Brian? Eureka and somebody. Eureka? Not uh, Faith and Shaniqua? Nah. (laughs) They're definitely hooking up after that performance, dude. Oh, yeah. They had that slow song. They're doing it. (laughs) All right, so let's do, we do a rating system where we do a... Stack ranks, so we got a top, middle, bottom, third, and uh, some people stack rank in their stack ranks. Brian, what do you got for me? So it can never be as high as Queer Eye for me. I So I think it's got to be like middle of the middle. Like it still had a really positive message and everything, but I want you, I want to see more of the development. And I'm kind of hoping that it was just this episode as that COVID bridge. That was super different from everything else, and we'll see a lot more development in other episodes. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I'll do it. Uh, You got top of the middle. I think that is potential to be top, but it was an hour, and you really could have cut out 15 minutes easily from the show. And as we talked about, we didn't see a lot of the process. And, you know, that's part of the COVID show, the COVID part of this episode, which... Um, you know, we watch this one. So, you know, th- that's it, what it is. I think it has potential to be top third show, but this particular episode didn't make it. I mean, it didn't make the cut. No. Uh, mainly because it was too long. Hour-long show, you got to really, really step it up. Uh, our boy Noah, not the one in the show, podcast friend Noah, he also gave a rating. He said, middle of the top. Very solid show. For an episode, for an hour episode, good character development and getting to get some story depth would be interesting to see if other episodes follow a different story arc. As this episode had a very familiar story arc of bringing old school town into acceptance, a good story which needs to be told, but would want to see other stories in other episodes. Did enjoy the brother getting into the th- the act, 
The voguing was phenomenal. Great throwback to our legendary and RuPaul episodes. Disclaimer, I was audio for at least 50% of the epi. Also, Spartanburg looks like a nice place to live. Good schools and affordable housing. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry I was laughing the whole time. Anyway, thanks, Noah, for watching the show with us. And uh, you essentially picked the show because we were like, we're kind of looking at, you know, Pride Month, doing a Pride show. We do it. Uh, there's like four or five or seven or 12 on uh, Discovery Plus we were thinking yeah. about doing. Well, we started this, and we saw that it was going into COVID territory, and we didn't know if we wanted to deal with that. Uh, we didn't, but Noah had said that he was going to watch this episode, so we had to keep going. Uh, we definitely would have switched. But anyway, there's a show on Discovery Plus that's like, I forget what it's called, but it's a like a queer show, but it's like a remodel show. So it's like they're queering up houses. <laughs> and I just, oh, Generation just, Drag? I don't know. No, that's not. Oh. It. No, that was a show we weren't really thinking about doing because we just did the Little John show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just all those shows are so similar. Uh, but yeah, uh, shout at us at Who With Us On and tell us what you think we should watch. Brian, you got a shout out. So I finished Obi-Wan. Wait, you watched the finale? Yeah. It just came out today, dude. Yeah. What are you, you working? Yeah. I also wake up and then like, I can just like, <laughs> chill in bed. Yo, I didn't watch it yet. Don't spoil okay, it. Okay. Um, but then I did also start picking up Stranger Things Season 3 again. Well, Stranger Things got to be over Kenobi, dude. I just wanted to finish it, and then now we're good. We're okay. smooth sailing. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I'm doing Season 3, so not even like Season 4 part one. Oh, you're doing season three the mall yeah. the mall season yeah mall season's good that's good good show uh brian and i just watched jurassic world dominion last night brian i need your thoughts i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah this i will rag on this movie that most of the plot did not make sense and for a good hour i was like i do not care about this movie and legitimately thought about walking out <laughs> You didn't think about walking. I I thought about it. Like I was just staring at the, the candy that was next to me, and I was just like, I I can't. Like I will. <laughs> okay, okay. This movie, do not. I I don't really recommend going to see it. But you know, if you your buddies got together and like were watching this movie, and you made fun of the movie while you're watching it, I think that would be the ideal way to watch this movie. It's not very good. There's a lot of things to make fun of, and it's like, I think it's it's a bad movie, but it verges on so bad, it's good, if you go down that route. Yeah, that's fair. And Brian, you didn't sit next to me, so that was your fault, because yeah. I offered, and we could have made fun of the movie the whole time. That's true. I was making fun of the movie in my head, <laughs> <laughs> so I had a good time. There's some very questionable things that happen in this movie, uh, so... I mean, maybe we could do some slight spoilers here. We could talk about it more in depth about what we hated about the movie. Because I think let's just bring up one thing we hated for spoilers. One thing. Go ahead. You go first. The new dinosaur names. (laughs) The Gigantor or whatever. Yeah, Gigantosaurus. Yeah, I don't think that's their fault though. 
I is. Think, I think that's just the name of the dinosaur. I don't think it is. I think it is, dude. I don't. I I, pr- I promise you, that's the name of that it's, dinosaur. It's weak. It's weak. You can come up with a lot of more, lot better. And that's yeah, just like but one... that's just like what these people think about. Oh, it's a gigantor! Oh my god, it's gigantus! We're gonna call it gigantor. Yeah, I. It's a real big indicator towards the rest of the writing of this movie. No, I don't. I'm telling you it's not the movie. <laughs> I don't understand what to tell you. It's not the movie. What about Jurassic World Forgotten Kingdom? I'm just telling you that I think the worst part of this this whole movie is the script. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wrote this was an idiot. Yeah. This whole pl- there's a whole plot line about these fucking locusts. No one cares about fucking locusts in a Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> fucking, I want to see the dinosaurs. I want to see the dinosaurs murder people. I want to see the dinosaurs, you know, help people. I want to, you know, I want to see some of the set pieces in the movie are great. There's a there was a dinosaur chase scene with some raptors, very Mission Impossible like, and that was really cool. That was a great scene. Yeah, that was a good one. Then, like, the best scene in the movie was, like, they, uh, the one girl is coming out of a parachute in a plane, and she had to get out of the way of the gigantor, gigantosaurus or whatever, and she had to, like, she went underwater, and it was just fucking phenomenal scene. Like, almost makes it worth to see the whole movie, but it was two and a half hours, so it doesn't, but the highlight of the movie by far. Yeah, Pre- Predator was good. <laughs> yeah, the predator scene. Uh, there's a lot of callbacks to the OG one in this movie. Yeah, and it bordered on like annoying. Yeah, they brought back the uh, the can from the first one, like the Barbasol can. Like it's fine, but when it's so bl- okay, when I read articles about like how they would put like the Barbasol can in the in the background, that's cool. But when they focus on it for like a good like second or so, it's like, yo, 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 this is a throwback. Like you should go check this out. I don't I mean, like that. Let's be clear. Jurassic Park is the only good movie that they've released in this franchise. Uh yeah. I mean, maybe the only great movie. Some of the other movies are I mine would probably say good. But this movie, if you didn't I we could say that if you didn't like the last one. This one's significantly better, but not better enough. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It it still just irritated the hell out of me. They got to not do another one. And I don't think they will because there was no end credit scenes. So, uh, Brian, in your lifetime, there will be another Jurassic Park. There'll be three to ten more Jurassic Park movies. Yeah. And it's all because you have the 7% of people who are like, we want Jurassic Park back. Or there's the people like me who's like, well, you put dinosaurs in a movie? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because the CG in this movie wasn't very good. There was a, like a third of the scenes that was like, that dinosaur is not there. Like, all the time. I was like, what's going on with the CG in this movie? But, yeah, they, they just stopped caring at some point, And they're like... <laughs> They'll, they'll get their money. Maybe it's just so boring that, like... You start picking it apart. <laughs> picking apart the CG. Uh, the one last thing I want to leave on for this movie 
is that there's this there's a scene at the end of the movie with the the evil like CEO guy. He's like packing up in his office because all the dinosaurs are coming in and apparently that's ruined his whole company. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> then the guy that betrays him comes into the office and there's a scene where he just kind of like the guy, the CEO guy's like, yeah, great. You ready? We're going to start a new company. We're going to do bigger. We're going to do better. You ready? You're the CEO. And the other dude just stares at him. And then he's like, it was you, you betrayed me. And the dude just stares at him. And it's just like, this dude doesn't say a fucking word in this whole thing. Yeah. Somebody watched driver. Just like, it's, I was like, why did you go in that office then if you were going to say anything? To gloat, man. You got to stand there and gloat. He's like, I got you. <laughs> got to gloat. Okay. All right. Well, tell us what you thought about Jurassic World. Follow us on Twitter at WhoBitTheSon. Vote in our poll. Find us on WhoBitTheSon TikTok podcast. WhoBitTheSon podcast on TikTok. Yeah. You can email us questions and suggestions at WhoBitTheSon at gmail.com. And we'll see you guys next time. I'm coming out. I want want the world to know. Got to let it show. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. I got to let it show.